Hi, this is episode 28 of K. Ray Reads to You. Today we have part two of chapter nine of Absolute Zero by Helen Cresswell. The next trial of Mr. Bagthorpe's endurance was to take place the following day, with the arrival of the first prize resulting from the recent spate of competition entering. This prize was not for Mr. Bagthorpe. It was not even for anyone whom he could have borne to have won. It was, incredibly, for Grandma and Daisy. No one had any inkling that Grandma had been entering competitions, let alone Daisy, and the Bagthorpes erupted in a manner that was highly gratifying to Mrs. Fosdyke, who felt that now, at last, her friends would understand what it meant to move even on the fringes of their lives. "'I can certainly see,' conceded Mrs. Pye, above Mr. Bagthorpe's yelling and William's thundering tattoo, "'that you have your ups and downs, glad.' "'It's always like this,' she told them. "'I've tried to tell you, and now you can see for yourselves.' "'I wouldn't have your job.' agreed Mrs. Bates, for all the tea in China, and shudder to think how near I came to getting it. She had been an unsuccessful applicant for Mrs. Fosdyke's position years before. To win this prize, Grandma had, of course, cheated. Mr. Bagthorpe felt particularly hamstrung about this. He longed to expose her, but knew that in doing so he would bring humiliation and ridicule on the whole family, including, inexorably, himself. He was forced to accept the thing, if not stoically, at least relatively silently, when other people were about. The way Grandma had cheated was in representing herself to be a regular user of a particular brand of toilet soap. This falsehood had been extended to cover Daisy's ablutions, too. Mr. Bagthorpe contended that Daisy was not in the habit of using any soap whatsoever, so far as he was aware, let alone Blue Lagoon Lanolin Enriched, and it was well known that Grandma would consider nothing but pears. She had once gone four days without washing when the village shop was temporarily out of stock. Mrs. Bagthorpe, although a very conscientious person, did not take this aspect so seriously. A bar of Blue Lagoon Lanolin Enriched was purchased, she said, and Mother and Daisy obviously gave glowing accounts of its performance, and Daisy has the skin of a peach, and will look perfectly lovely in the advertisements. "'If that child has the skin of a peach,' he returned, "'then we have yet another demonstration of cosmic chaos and injustice. "'She deserves to have the skin of a black currant. "'She has not, to my knowledge, washed since she has been here. "'We must now hope that she has not contrived to win a prize for a toothpaste slogan.' Some men from Blue Lagoon Lanolin Enriched Soap came swiftly on the heels of the letter to confirm the good tidings, and in fact Mrs. Bagthorpe did have time to bundle a protesting daisy into the bath before she was presented. "'Arioch never has baths!' she squeaked. "'Arioch hates baths!' "'It is not Arioch who is to be photographed for an advertisement,' Mrs. Bagthorpe reminded her, adding, added, adding cunningly, "'nor who is to win a thousand pounds.' "'When I get my money,' Daisy confided in a voice muffled by a soapy flannel, "'I shall buy a pussy. If I have enough money, I shall buy two. "'You will have enough money for a thousand pussies,' Mrs. Bagthorpe rashly assured her, "'thereby laying the foundations for a month-long battle of wills between Daisy and her parents. "'It transpired that what the Blue Lagoon Lanolin Enriched Soap Company had been in search of was a family who had used their product through the generations, 
this despite the fact that it had been on the market only a few years. What they wished to do was photograph both Daisy and Grandma, the latter suitably touched up to look decades younger, and use the photograph in conjunction with a slogan to the effect that if one used Blue Lagoon Lanolin Enriched Soap regularly, one could confidently expect to have much the same skin at seventy as one had at four. Grandma herself was delighted by the idea, and told endless fibs to the Blue Lagoon men. One fib was about her age, from which she subtracted five years. When she later saw the touched-up portrait of herself, she regretted, she said, that she had not made it twenty. These men were particularly interested to meet Daisy. They had not expected, they said, to be lucky enough to find a child so young for their advertisement, as most children of that age were not able to read, let alone write. Grandma thereupon proudly took them on a conducted tour of Daisy's slogans, by which they seemed suitably impressed, if bewildered. One of them asked, rather hesitantly, whether perhaps there had been a recent accident. He made vague gestures <laughs> toward the surrounding signs of fire and flood. Not an accident, Grandma told them loftily, but yet another manifestation of my granddaughter's creative genius. She is a shining jewel of a child. At this, Mr. Bagthorpe, who had sat back, grimly swallowing every one of Grandma's pronouncements so far, showed signs of imminent cardiac collapse, and left the room suddenly. Daisy herself then appeared, well scrubbed and happy at the prospect of a thousand kittens in the offing. Obligingly, she went through her paces for the benefit of the Blue Lagoon men, who were clearly staggered at having lighted upon so uncommon a menage. They had been prepared for the usual, after reading Daisy's testimony on behalf of Blue Lagoon Lanolin Enriched Soap. It had read, "'I wash my face in Blue Lagoon Soap, and I wash my hands and my toes and my tummy and all over, and I am a genius and always right,' <laughs> but were nonetheless bowled over by meeting its perpetrator. Daisy confessed early on that she did not in fact use Blue Lagoon Soap. "'I don't wash very much,' she told them. Auntie Bag made me just now, and I did, cause of the thousand pussies, but Ariok never does. The pair of them nodded bewilderingly at this cryptic confidence, but at the same time begged her to let it be a secret among themselves. If anyone ever asks you, they pleaded, just pretend you use Blue Lagoon soap, will you? You know, like a kind of game. Tell a fib, you mean? asked Daisy disconcertingly. I could not for a moment countenance that. "'said Grandma at once. "'That child is a miracle of innocence and truth.' "'Of course, of course,' the Blue Lagoon men agreed hastily. "'And we wouldn't dream.' "'And it was no part of the competition,' went on Grandma piously, "'that anyone was to tell any untruths. <laughs> "'Of course. "'We are not paid to tell untruths,' she continued, "'or to act parts, or call it what you will. "'We will receive one thousand pounds each prize money "'with no strings attached.' I shall probably buy a fox fur with my money, and some ecru underwear. <laughs> I wouldn't mind pretending to wash, piped up Daisy, who seemed uncannily to have caught Grandma's drift. Would I get paid extra? There was a silence. No one could take exception to such a suggestion coming so artlessly from one so young. It seemed, indeed, to have a simple and childlike logic. If I did, went on Daisy speculati speculatively, I could get even more pussies. I am certain that something could be arranged, said the senior Blue Lagoon spokesman, 
avoiding his colleague's eye. "'Neither Daisy nor myself,' put in Grandma swiftly, thus including herself in the deal, "'will find it easy to tell untruths, or rather, pretend.' "'Of course not,' said the Blue Lagoon man, by now thoroughly mesmerized. "'So, if you will draw up a contract,' went on Grandma smoothly, "'we shall be able to sign it when your photographer comes.' Soon after, the Blue Lagoon men took their leave in a daze, while the unholy alliance exchanged happy glances. Mr. Bagthorpe, when he heard of the extra payments to be made to Daisy and Grandma, went into a fresh series of apoplexies. Machiavelli, he de ended by declaring, was a beginner. Lucrezia Borgia was a novice. It seemed to him that the only thing in life he had to look forward to now was the return of Aunt Celia and Uncle Parker. And that's the end of Chapter 9 of Absolute Zero. Come and visit me at my blog, www.kray.org. See you next time.